Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back, listeners. It's Jess. This is the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast, and I'm very excited to have a special co-host. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, it's Revae. Hello, everyone. You sound like somebody's <laughs> mom, but, but, but are, not a regular mom. Are you guys mom? I mean, I'm a cool mom, right? I'm a cool mom. I'm not like those other moms, you know? If you want to drink in the house, just let me know. Dear God, Revae. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Revae is my good sis. She writes for a Bossip, and we spend all day DMing about trash celebrity news. So today we're going to cover some. Um, shouts out to Nikki Lauren, who is jet-setting like a bad bitch. Or as I said, living the sweet life of Zach and Cody out in L.A. <laughs> Don't bring that up again. That wears me down because it makes me think about what they look like now compared to, like, they. I didn't realize they were such chubby children. I mean, if you look at an old episode, they are. Yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, you know what? But then again, I didn't but watch. But now they're like models, but they don't act anymore. The, the one is on um, Riverdale. Oh, is it Riverdale like about Archie and them? Yeah, it's a dark take on the Archie comics. It's a very good show. I'm obsessed with it. I have to watch it on Netflix. It's it, on there. Yes, yes, yes. It's very good. I'm excited for the second season. Like, and there are black people on it. Girl, hey. Robin Gibbons is on it. What? Is it Gibbons or Gibbons? Gibbons with a V. Okay, yeah, she's on it. Well, mm-hmm. now she's a teacher. No, she's the mayor. What? Yeah. I'm going to watch this. Black women moving up. So. so yeah, that's all a shout out to Nikki, who's living the sweet life on deck. And <laughs> we're very happy for you. <laughs> so, as per usual, uh, we start off the show with a fashion tip. This is more of a gripe for me. Um, I'm really tired of being in the hair salon and sitting next to a girl who has just gotten her hair flat ironed. And those ends are clearly dead. Mm. And she's like begging the stylist, like, please just don't trim my ends. Let it go. Let it go. Yes. Please. Please, God. <laughs> please like, just let it go. And I, the, no tea, no shade to the natural community because girls with relaxers do this too. Mm-hmm. But if you wear your hair strictly in natural styles and you are a super do it yourself as naturalista, Girl, no amount of co-washing or or essential oils is going to revive those dead ends. I'm a big fan of treatment. But nothing will revive a dead end. Oh, no. If it's dead, it's gone. you got to cut it off. And you have to... I'm not even saying that you have to do it like every two weeks or every six weeks or whatever. No. I mean, once a month will suffice. Or like, honestly, I'm a poor example because I haven't had mine trimmed in Jesus knows how long. But... My ends aren't also chopped and screwed. So it's yeah, like, your ends don't look like a ragged broom. No, I, I like to make sure they don't. <laughs> so. And you have blonde hair, too. So that's really saying a lot. But I just really want for everyone to get their ends trimmed regularly and stop trying to hold on to hair that don't want to be held on to. Mm-hmm. Um, let it go, sis. Let her, a.k.a. your hair, um, let her rejuvenate. You can't thrive holding on to the past and those dead ends. That was beautiful. They're the past. That they was are. beautiful. I love that you made this poetic. It's true. You have to let go of everything that's old and dead in your life, and that includes your ends. Oh, and split and choppy. And stale weave. Let's let's put that out there too. It's a whole nother topic. Okay, we'll I save think it a lot for of girls don't know no better with stale weave. We'll save it for another day. So moving right along as Aforementioned, I love talking about celebrity trash news. 
So uh, since everything in the nation is terrible right now, we just want to have a little bit of fun and talk about some trash. So first up, obviously, we did an episode on activism and the NFL, so we won't delve into that again. However, Reve had a great idea, which is throw the whole anthem away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like since the anthem is such a big thing, everybody's like, oh, you're disrespecting our flag, disrespecting our anthem, blase, blase, whatever um, subject changing shit they're trying to do. How about we just have another anthem get played at the national anthem at the beginning of the games, and we can just uh, all agree to stand or sit based on that. So we have to. Have no, our, I say our turn the fuck up or turn up based on that. So what are our nominees for alternative anthems in this case? Um, first up, I would like to present back that ass up. Oh yeah, that's an anthem. You could play that at my funeral, and I will likely get up like <laughs> Melisandra has worked her magic and I will twerk out of my casket. In you fact, see a twerking corpse. Make sure you play back that ass up at Jess's funeral. In fact, if you ever want to make sure whether or not I'm dead, play back just that play ass me. up just she to be sure. Give it over for the 99 and 2000. You see that leg getting shaking. <laughs> so you'll know. Okay, what's next for you? I nominate International Players Anthem. First of all, it has anthem in the title, so... I mean, there you go. There it's you just go. begging. There you go. And I just feel like it is. It's an anthem for, for everyone, for those who are relationship-centric, people who are ready for commitment, and also for those who, you know, pimping has been pimping and gone pimp till they die. It's for everyone. It's for everyone. It's a good time. I like exactly. it. Everybody can find a, a line in there that they can identify with and hold on to and salute, I believe, so... I think so. Oh, my God. A 21-gun salute, mm-hmm. bitch, to players. And oh. It should start when um, Pimp C comes in. I was just about to <laughs> exactly. say, as an homage. Oh, my God, start blasting my bitch up choosy. Okay, as an aside, I love Pimp C's voice so much because it's so country and it's so, like, hood. Mm-hmm. I live for his voice. So yeah. I further think we should do this as an homage to Pimp C. Ah, yes. My next suggestion. A true American hero. True American. A veteran of the pimp game. So we all supposed to respect our vets, right? Should we take a moment? Of silence, yeah. I would pour out some of this juice, but your flow is clean. Okay, so moment starts now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to suggest any T-Pain song. Mm-hmm. You cannot be in a bad mood on a T-Pain song. What's your favorite? What's the one where he rhymed Wisconsin with something weird? Can't believe it. What did he rhyme Wisconsin with? Put you in a mansion somewhere out in Wisconsin. And it was just like, you know what? <laughs> you really tried to make that work. And it had oh, Justin, Justin Timberlake on the remix. Do you see ah, the unity? Yes. Ah. Black and white, hand in hand. Levels. Exactly. Levels. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm putting out there. My favorite T-Pain song is Tipsy. I forgot which album was on. The one who was sitting in front of like a sign. Of some sort on a roof. Huh. How does it go? Tipsy. Um, take a sip of this drink that don't it feel good, baby? And the song's like, I'm not trying to get you drunk, I'm just trying to get you tipsy enough. So see, problematic. Uh, yeah, a little rapey, but I really do enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> a little rapey. <laughs> Most things are problematic. Enough. I wish there I'll was play a camera. This for you later. I'm gonna have to play this for you later. I wish there's a camera in here. It's a bomb song about borderline date rape. Like 
Well, but as is so most songs. Hey, most songs. There's a whole Christmas song about date rape. What? Oh, baby, it's cold outside. Absolutely. Um, and then also, uh, Miguel, how many drinks? It there was you like, go. guys, this might not be okay. I mean, <laughs> it's probably not okay, but you know, it's got a groove. <laughs> If the beat's all right, she'll dance all night. There you go. And the great philosopher Chris Rock said that. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any other suggestions? Uh, Dip said anthem. <laughs> since, we are, <laughs> since we are in New York. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Throw the whole... You know, I think things that have anthem in the title are really what's <laughs> drawing me tonight. Throw the whole podcast away. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm no. not, but you know, I'm not like a. Now, can you imagine music. they play that in like Harlem? Everybody, you have to throw the stadium away. They tear the chairs out. No, throw the city away. I can't. <laughs> I would. I would leave. I would. Move, that would be the day I move home to Atlanta. That would that, be it. That'd be the end. That'd be the end. That's Final where. Straw. I, that's where I draw the fucking line. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so that's the final straw. That is the final straw. So that's our first. I guess a segment for yeah. the social media. Anthems. Let us know what your ideas for an alternative anthem would be since we're kind of um I've seen some on the internet today actually, a uh, Frankie Beverly and Maze before I let go. <gasps> oh my god. That would work really well, right? Yes. Everybody hit a quick electric slide. Do you know? And you know something? White people love to fucking dance with black people, especially if they're drunk. They love for us to teach them how to do things. Oh one. my god. So like, right? For whatever reason, they always pop up as if they've never seen the electric slide, even though it's been around, I swear, since at least the 80s. And they'd be like, oh, what is, what's this? Day? Okay. I'm Unity, con- we'll teach you how to electric slide for the 15th time of your life, I'm sure. I'm convinced that there are artifacts somewhere that show that there is a actual history of the electric slide being performed like Mesopotamia. Like, probably <laughs> 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 like some, some frozen figures in Pompeii that were mid Exactly. <laughs> See, you get me. Okay, guys, comment and let us know on SoundCloud what your suggestions are for um, alternative anthems. And we'll be right back. back i always try to sound like a sports person announcer i think your voice is quite deep enough and we're back no mm. i need to go lower register and we're back i don't think i can pull that off i can't pull it off i mean what are we here for so <laughs> something you guys should know about revey aka bougie badass hey <laughs> what was that? A. <laughs> it was like a, it was a truncated A. <laughs> I realized it was probably inappropriate halfway through and I cut it off. Yeah, you yeah. let it go. It's fine. Yeah. You got to commit, bro. Next time. So she is a Kardashian expert. Mm-hmm. Um, I venture to say you could do trivia for the Kardashian you family. Know, if somebody starts a bar trivia with Kardashian related questions, we are taking home the grand prize. We'll give away a bar trivia normally. I don't know. Vouchers for free drinks. If there was... No, wait. Now, if there was a Kardashian trivia prize, it would be big booty bitch for you. Big booty bitch for you. I don't need no more booty. I got you already. What do I need more big booty bitches for? This is true. This is true. I don't need any competition. (laughs) So, with that being said, allegedly, 
your little sis Kylie is preggers. Oh, that ain't it, honey. You haven't heard? Yes. And so is her big sister Chloe. To which I say y'all are weird as fuck for that because <laughs> I still feel like it was planned. I want to know what are you bringing to the baby shower? Mm, you know, when I thought about this, I'm going to bring her. You remember those little things everybody was using for a while to get the Kylie Jenner effect, the little lip sucker things? Because while you're pregnant, you can't indulge in things like fillers because it's bad for the baby. So her lips are going to deflate over the next nine months. Well, mm. since she already knows this girl, we're going to say she's about four or five months in. So she has about another four or five to go, depending on what's what. So her lips are going to go down some. So she's going to need those little lip smacker things so she can plump them up in between. Mm. I think she'd appreciate that. I would bring a collection of audiobooks about black culture. And is this audiobooks because you don't think she will because read them? Because she won't read them. <laughs> I would bring some Tennessee quotes, some Audrey Lord. You might want to bring something with smaller words. His name is not complicated. Tennessee Coates? I, it's just I mean, the book itself is going to have big words in it. Not Oh, that's true. No, not his name. What what it what's what's He was um, a hammer, by the way, you? I wish I cared. What's <laughs> like intro to black culture? Ebony yeah. magazines. I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory that the the Kardashians have a secret vault wherein they have every issue of Jet, Ebony, and Essence. Mm -hmm. And that's where they get all their Black culture ideas from. But they don't, like, read any deeper than... No, 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 (laughs) no. It's only the pictures. They don't Ah, read. Okay, they don't know, like, the context of anything that's going on. Aha. I believe that. That's what I think. I think that's the source of their power in terms of stealing from Black people. So what could I... Maybe we should force... Some strong black voice to live in their house with well, them. Well, here's the issue with them is like I really think they have an issue with uh, black female femininity in itself. Oh yeah, um, which is a whole nother conversation. I'm taking it a bit deeper than it probably needs to go right now, but I just noticed like I read an article today and reported on that her family's like really happy for Kylie because she's wanted a baby for the last two years when which she is, was 18. What? And they were like, well, we don't really think the age is a problem since, you know, she's got a thriving business. She owns property. And I'm like, oh, fair enough. But like, she's also 20 years old and was dating Travis for two months before he shot the club up, apparently, which most families would be like, who is this nigga? Like, yes. you know, and you're going to have a baby by him. But like, they're just over the moon, even though they barely know him. Meanwhile, Shia had been around their family for many years her son had because Tyga was around mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they were all supposed to be quote unquote best friends but as soon as it was like she's dating Rob it's like oh this is bad news we don't we, you know, they don't want her in the family they found out she was pregnant oh it's so sad you know they're gonna deal with it we're gonna be having out the baby but we just wish had things had happened this way and I'm like so what is the difference here why are you so distraught about China coming into the family but Travis who you don't know at all coming into the family is no problem his child coming to the family is no problem. No, this, these are all <laughs> no, these are all valid thoughts. I I think that the straw that broke the camel's back for me with regard to that clan was the way they talked about Amber Rose. Mm. Um, and obviously, Kanye has been shitting on Amber Rose since she left him for cheating on because her he's with Kim. Still blatantly in love with her. I'm sorry. Right, and it, it just it was so upset 
setting just to hear and I am not an Amber Rose stand by any stretch of the imagination but it was hella problematic yeah but it's just the fact that it was such a reflection of a clash between like gender and socioeconomic status and Mm -hmm. race and all this stuff and it was just like for y'all to judge Amber and China when y'all got y'all's come up off of sex work and murder I just don't understand like what makes you so much better. So what are you bringing to Chloe's baby shower? Mm, I think she's going to need one of those books about like how to do mulatto hair. The same way like Kim had to go to Kim Kimball and find out yep. her braid or whatever. Like, let's just do like the ABCs, one, two, threes of how to style a coarser texture of hair. So your baby don't be out here looking crazy. Mm-hmm. She seems like the type that'll have like the mixed kid with the tangles. Speaking of which, so I live in super gentrified ass Brooklyn. And as I was walking just by this woman the other day, it was a white woman who very clearly had mixed children. And she was trying to she put had a haircut. The Kate was it Kate, <laughs> Kate Gosselin? <laughs> was she wearing scrubs? <laughs> Low key. She was giving you my man got two jobs <laughs> and I only date black dudes. But she was trying to put her daughter's hair in a ponytail. And the daughter had like that, what is that, 3A, like the loose curl, mm-hmm. the quote unquote ideal natural that everybody be trying right. to achieve. Right, and they say natural hair and it's like, oh girl, my hair don't do that. Yeah, and it's only a loose curl. Mm-hmm. It was like that, but mm-hmm. she didn't know what to do with it. So she was just like, like trying to detangle her hair with her fingers to put it in this ponytail. Dry? And yes, Girl. this was on the street. Matter of fact, I'm tell you where it was. My mom and I were leaving from downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We were driving through Underground. Mm-hmm. And you know how they're trying to rebuild Underground. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, someone, someone purchased it. And they're trying. But I don't think they're trying hard enough. And <laughs> the late, you know, that really only kind of ne'er-dwells hang out down there anyway. I mean, what, who else would? And you, it's when you take people from out of town, like, we're going to run through here, like, at light speed for the next 20 minutes go go like that's yeah what you do. yeah so it, that's where it was that's where it was happening and as we were driving by I was just like dear god like I wanted my mom to stop the car <laughs> and it's just like bitch learn how to do that childhood y'all out here taking all the black dick the <laughs> least you can do is be prepared to know how to do textured hair that's all I'm saying I always wondered in those situations I'm like where are the women in the family of this Negro man who's giving you this baby this that Negro can't, man. who can't like tell you like, all right, let me just give you a, a, a one, two, threes of how to do it. I'm going to show you how to do something real simple. Just do this to the baby's hair every day. Like there's no woman he knows that's black that can tell. Well, that's what I wondered about. Like Kim needing to hire someone to come in to I'm teach like, her. many black folks I'm sure you have work for you off and on. No, like besides that, guy. Kanye's family. He ain't got no auntie that could have came and was like, this is how you do North's hair. That could have been like a really good bonding experience. But anyway, um, what would I give to Chloe? I would give Chloe a brain. Oh, okay. I think that she's dumb as a sack of rocks. <laughs> mostly because I think anyone who can have a conversation with French Montana and be in a whole well, ass. Well, she used to hang up on him. You remember that? Yeah, but <laughs> still, to have a whole ass relationship with him, you have to be on equal footing in terms of like knowledge about anything. I'm going to tell you, one of the funniest, you know, the, people like hate on the Kardashian show, but the gems in that show are like the asides and like the things that are said like, 
off camera, off to the side, like not whatever their trash ass storyline. No, 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 no. The gem of that show <laughs> is Scott Disick. But go on. Oh gosh, that's the gem of everything, right? He's yeah. the gem of that whole family's existence. But like the little stuff that's said on the side that they don't focus on is normally what will have me dying. So I know there was one time, I think this is when Courtney and Chloe were taken to Hampton and Chloe was talking to French Montana at the time. And I remember Courtney told him something like, don't bring him by this house anymore. He is so stupid. I was like, wait. To which I say, <laughs> if like, Courtney, oh my God, he's so stupid. Don't bring him over here anymore. And I was like, she was so serious. But if Courtney, who acts like she is on all the volume, <laughs> calls you stupid, then come on. But he doesn't even speak in full sentences. Though. He I really does that. Like he, he doesn't have complete thoughts. Like even when they would be on the show, it was like, it was almost like, you ever see like when someone's having a conversation with like a ghost or like oh sit in the air? Because it's like so <laughs> Chloe would say one thing and he would say something nonsensical or make a noise or respond to something that wasn't even said. And it was kind of like, exactly how are you two relating? Like, do you do anything just besides fuck and like no text emojis? Because he couldn't be texting sentences to each other. Oh, I have a question as you are more uh, well versed on this. The guy who is the alleged baby daddy of the alleged baby of Chloe. Tristan Thompson? Thomas Thompson? Wasn't there a situation with his baby mom? Like, didn't he have a girl pregnant mm-hmm. as he was, like, mm-hmm. dating? He did. Oh. And that girl used to date Tyga, fun fact. <gasps> Shut up. Oh, also, wait. Oh, also, she's an Aniko. She's one of the Aniko cousins. You know, Aniko, Aniko has cousins. Yes, they Aniko just... has cousins. They all look like her, basically, you know, or, you know, longer hair. Like they're all this kind of like okay. tan, exotical, yeah. they're black, but something else is going on. And they're all like really Instagram popular. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she's one of those Anikos. Uh, uh, her name's Jordan. You always teach me so much information that no one needs. And I appreciate it. I'm a, I'm a bastion of useless info about people I have never met. So. And I love it. <laughs> it keeps me entertained throughout the day. Okay, follow-up question. So Scott Disick is dating Nicole Richie's little sister? Problematic. Yeah, because she's not even 20 yet, and that's a little weird. Why do all these dudes like young-ass girls? I don't know. That's like the question of life. That's like men in general. True. I guess because they're easily manipulated. Well, when you've gone through your whole past 10 years of your life with somebody being like, come home at this time. No, you can't sleep in this bed. If you if you drunk, you can't come back in this house. I'm going to change the locks. You might be refreshed by talking to a teenager who's just like, what do you, whatever you want to do. Okay. Whatever you say. That might be refreshing. Well, I see you playing devil's advocate here because we, oh, we because we love Scott Disick in this house. Uh, no, it's still problematic. That shit's fucked. <laughs> um, you shouldn't be talking to a 19-year-old girl when you're, what is he, 32? I don't know how old Scott is. Something like that, 32, 33. But it's I gross. do. I would never, a 19-year-old? What the hell are we going to talk about? Instagram. I do think that. Right, we're not in the same corners of Instagram. My sister is older than 19, but we don't even deal in the same corners of Instagram. Like, we probably intersected about, like, hood clips. That's about the only place okay. we intersect. I think that, okay, I think that teenage pregnancy isn't a thing for people who are very wealthy, obviously, because... They get abortions. Well, besides that, but the reason that they're not pressed about Kylie being pregnant is like, well, the baby won't want for anything. Yeah. Right. And she don't have to actually raise it or nothing. But I also think that on some level, 
Courtney is a little bit responsible for this because she's basically been a single parent on purpose mm-hmm. and like makes it right. look low-key easy so it's just like i'll just have another baby it'll be fine it's like it's whatever well just have a baby whatever yeah. she's out here pulling whole people out of her vagina mm-hmm. did you remember that she did it both times i was the both hor- pregnancies they showed both the births they showed of her she pulled the baby out herself that yeah. was horrifying for me and you know that birth freaks me out anyway pregnancy and birth freaks me out anyway so to see someone should. This should horrifying. just bend down and pull a whole no shade to pregnant bitches but it looks horrifying oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and more power to you. bless your souls yeah it looks horrifying it looks uh, yeah just uncomfortable and unsettling and every time i see a pregnant woman i'm like oh do you need something because you look like you need all the things you need to go home is what you need to do. you do you have a thing about seeing pregnant women out you're basically like a 65 year old black woman <laughs> who is not comfortable with seeing the fruits of sex it's like <laughs> Shut up. It's not that. You can't stand to see a big old pregnant woman. What if you trip and the baby fall out? Like, now it's a stress on all of us. Like, you you just stayed home. Story. I will say that when I was um, in college, I worked at Lady Foot Locker slash Kids Foot Locker. You Mm -hmm. know how they had the combo Mm -hmm. in South Lake Mall. (laughs) I will never forget this girl was pregnant and she, this woman was pregnant and she fell and I was just Did like, the baby fall out? No, you no. psycho. <laughs> but I just felt so bad. I was like horrified because I was like, oh my God, she's going to lose her baby. And see, she stayed as a home. That wouldn't happen. Do you know that I think about that woman like three times a year? <laughs> three times a year. I just. <laughs> oh, okay. Three times a year. I shit you not. I wonder what happened to that woman and her baby. <laughs> and, like She crosses my mind all the time. <laughs> I'm sure she's fine. Like, I'm joking about the baby falling out, clearly, guys. But, like, it's, you're pretty resilient in, when you're in that state. Like, Oh, my can, God. Do you remember when Alicia Keys fell doing that Prince performance when she was pregnant? No. What? You don't remember when Alicia Keys did, like, she was pregnant and she did some sort of, I think it was a Prince tribute, where she was, like, I think she crawled on a piano or something and it, she kind of like slipped or some shit. Oh, Lord. You don't remember this? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, we're gonna have to look it up later. Um, next thing that we have to discuss: Why does my good sis Nicki Minaj keep wearing fur in New York? Like we don't know it ain't hot. I think she wants to die because I'm not <laughs> sure. Like a heat stroke because when uh, she was at the Meadows um, as a surprise guest, yeah. Um, when I was I was out there watching Future set and um, he brings out Yo Gotti and they start doing Rake It Up. So I knew it was about to happen. But she came out in like this fur, but it wasn't just a regular fur coat. No, it, it was had a all the furs. Fur. It had alpaca, horse, <laughs> mink, what chinchilla, rabbit, everything. And it was like in different layers. Like, yeah. like a stripe of horse, a stripe of alpaca, a stripe of chinchilla, <laughs> a stripe of mink. And I mean, I guess it's cool, you know, if that's your thing. But I was in a tank top sweating at the time. So I was like, I'm not quite comprehending how she has on a fur right now and you know she, she doesn't have a perspiring brow but she did <laughs> the same thing at fashion week which i was thrilled that she was invited to the oscar de la Renta show do not get me wrong i interned there whoop whoop um <laughs> but i was just like well i'm in new york and i know that it's hot as shit outside mm-hmm. how hot as we speak i'm hot right now which like, is interesting because your ass is always cold yeah but i'm actually hot right now well, we can't turn on the AC. Well, we'll do that later. It's fine. We're recording. Okay. 
Um, also, breaking news. Mm-hmm. Young Thug. Oh, yes. Young Thug just got arrested for marijuana possession, which in Georgia it could be literally any amount of marijuana. We have weird rules. So he probably had like a blunt on him. Uh, marijuana possession and his window, his front window was tinted. So I never understand bullshit, why but, people, um, not to victim blame here in any way, but I never understand why people get such dark tint. And almost kind of like, you know, you're going to get pulled over for this. Like, why even risk it? Well, even without that, I know you'll ask Casey. Like, because if you're not on a main street in Georgia, you might not run into too many lights. And I know you'll ask Casey with all that tin on your car. Like, you don't need it beyond legal limit, if you ask me. Like, it does get very hot there. But it's not South Florida. You don't need a, like, 5% tint. It's just not necessary. Yeah, I've never, I never understood that. Like, why did you, like, why do people feel that it's worth it to risk getting pulled over? Because you will get pulled over. Yeah, for a tent. 100% will get pulled over. And then if you tent the front window, it's like, bro. So you want to not see. Like, is that what right. it is? Or do you wear special glasses? I can imagine tending my front window. I can barely see as it is. So, without I my glasses drive. at night, I don't, I'm like Mr. Magoo. Like, I have to have my glasses when I'm driving at night. It's ridiculous. Well, I can't drive, so I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> I'm a shit driver. Like, it's. It's embarrassing because I'm overly cautious. That's not important for our purposes today. <laughs> Do we have any other trash that we want to discuss? Mm. Who's been trash other than us? We're still waiting for the Kevin Hart drama to continue to unfold. Oh, yeah. That girl just did an interview today, too. What did she say? Did she say anything interesting? No. That's what I'm like. This is kind of like. Oh, well, I don't know if you find it interesting. But she said she wasn't just some. Um, um, jump off groupie or whatever said so we we clearly had a connection you know we, oh. we linked up about three times like even the what happened in the tape wasn't everybody thinks of the same night of them sitting in the club and it wasn't I'm like well you wear the same outfit a lot oh god <laughs> I find this to be like some of the most uninteresting celeb drama out there it's not like no one thought that Kevin Hart wasn't cheating well besides, did you think that I didn't think that like, I just didn't give a shit I like who cares well, okay, I didn't give a shit, and me and um, Lauren discussed this, like, last week, but we cut it out of the show, because Lauren was just like, I just don't care. Like, I don't care about this situation, and what makes it additionally, like, eh, fuck it, is the fact that, like, he cheated on his first wife for Aniko, so it's like, girl, we don't feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. That's like if Swiss Beats came out and was cheating on Alicia Keys, it would be like, ah, well, what are you going to do? Well, he did. He che- wait, Swiss cheated on Alicia on Alicia Keys? Yes, that's why he has that daughter that's British. She sounds like <gasps> that's okay. I forgot all about that. She sounds just like that. Yeah. That's oh. like uh, slightly older than their or yeah, slightly older than their son or whatever. Like Dude. And when he the girl's like from London or something and Alicia went with him to London <gasps> yes. to get the DNA test. Like that's what's right. she gonna do? I can't believe you cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> okay. Like, First of all, how dare you? How dare you? Well, I think that we got our healthy dose of trash out the way. Mm-hmm. So that's it for celebs are funny, horrible people. Stay tuned. So this week... <laughs> In lieu of sit your ass down, we are doing shout outs and we really just want to shout out 
all the dope ass chicks who are doing the for the dick challenge they Mm -hmm. have blessed my spirit like i wish i had bars because i would do it but we should write you one revay I, I told you, mine was encompassed with Eric Radu. I ain't doing shit for the day. She started off speaking to me. On <laughs> I ain't a, doing shit for the day. She spoke to me <laughs> on such a deep cellular level when she said that because I was like, yes, I ain't doing shit for the day. So my bars are quick. That's, all. <laughs> That's it. I loved it so much. And the girl who casually dates, has sex with Drake, whatever, her shit oh. was her shit was flames. She got Drake needs to sign her. He should. She got she got bars. She does have bars. I don't think they talk anymore. I did I did like her for him. Here's my question. You are my um resident like Drake advisor, which I've fallen <laughs> out of love with him a bit, but I do He's where's much of a hoe. It's a little unattractive. Where's Drake? I feel like I haven't seen her lately. Where is she? Oh, he just buried one of his really good friends. I did see that today. Funeral. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Was that in Toronto? I'm not really sure where that was. I'm um, not sure. I think that was like a, a Canadian situation. Okay, I did see that, but I just feel like he hasn't been like on the scene. Not really, right? Um, he is dating some girl I'm not familiar with, but I, it seemed like a PR thing because you know Drake likes really big booty chicks. Like, yeah. he wasn't lying when he said so thick that everybody else in the room was so uncomfortable. Like, it really sometimes some of these girls see. I'm like, oh, I actually really am uncomfortable right now. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, this is obesity. No, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. <laughs> Because I just want to take you back to 2013 when I met you. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot of ass. So let's just calm down. Let's not necessarily Likewise, call dear. it. Likewise. My, all right. Likewise. You are killing me. You have like maybe, oh, there's like maybe a one or two inch differential on our hip measurements. So let's not. You know what? It's interesting. Our perceptions of ourselves. Because <laughs> from my perspective, I feel like your butt is so much bigger than mine. But I also don't see my own ass. I mean, mine's behind me all the time, so I don't exactly. know. It's nothing I personally have to deal with very much. <laughs> but I do know I get a lot of reactions on the streets of Harlem, so like perhaps it's a lot for somebody else to take in. But and me personally, that, it doesn't affect me anymore. Like, and that's also why I never visit you guys in Harlem. The y'all, street. they don't street, they don't catcall in Brooklyn. No, not in my neighborhood. Have you walked around my neighborhood? It's a bunch of hippie <laughs> all of twice. Like, right, it's a bunch of hippie dippy white people. Like I'm not getting catcalled by no. You might like they don't look. I'm not getting catcalled by Okay. It's not, hey, you know, like, what are they going to say? Do you want to go get a green juice? And I'd be like, fuck yeah, you buy it? You want some gluten-free? Hell no. I don't believe in gluten-free. Which, that is not true. Meredith, sweetheart, my (laughs) dear friend, I know that that is a thing for you. I apologize for being But you're the 1%, Meredith, whoever you are. Very few people have celiac disease. A lot of people are just doing it because they're bored and want to spend more money on their granola. That is true. But my dear friend Meredith is actually a delicate Irish rose. I tell her all the time. And she actually does have to be gluten-free. But I think that if we want to combat white feminists who (laughs) shit on black women, just threaten them with gluten all the time. All the time. It's like... Oh, you want to tangentially relate your struggle as a white woman to my gluten right here? <laughs> All up in your face, yo. You melt them like a witch. Yeah. No. Oh my God, that would be such a good sketch. Y'all don't steal that. Copyright. If I just say copyright. TM, TM. <laughs> right. Does it does it apply if I just say it? I don't know. <laughs> Girl, shut up. Hold up. I just got a message from my therapist from last year. I that's interesting. Huh. 
Well, I haven't paid for that service in months. She's probably like Sora. Like, hey, girl, are you okay? Have you been doing wall slides in your shower? Or (laughs) (laughs) not wall slides? Sometimes. Okay, let me say this. So I was having a (laughs) I was having a really hard time um, this past weekend, and I was standing at my stove, and I was like, okay. Let's baby step this day. Because, like, if you're, like, depressed, you don't have the energy to do anything. But I had, like, laid in bed all day Saturday and Sunday. I was like, no, be a bad bitch. Get out of the bed. Do things. So it's like, okay, let's make breakfast. I attempted to just scramble some eggs like a normal adult. Mm -hmm. The egg flipped out of the bowl (laughs) and went all the way under my stovetop. What? So I had to lift my stovetop. I wouldn't have got it. I would have left it there. <laughs> Ew, it would have sunk. Uh, so I had to lift my stovetop. My pilot light went out. So my apartment smelled like gas. I had to call the gas oh company. Oh my God, I just about to blow this shit up like Fight Club. Bitch, it was a struggle. So listen, so I was just standing at the sink and I was just like, this is the last fucking strike. I felt like Florida. Like, I was about to be. Yes, that's how I felt. But then I was like, I don't have the energy to even have an emotional breakdown right now. Like, actually, I'm just going to hit reset. <laughs> yeah, right I got right back in the bed after the yeah, National no, Grid no, got there. Be like, yeah, nah, mm-mm, mm-mm, I, like, I felt like, okay, I really want to just break down crying. But I was like, no, that takes so much. It takes a lot of energy to have an emotional breakdown. And I feel like that's an activity for a Friday or a Saturday. <laughs> like, when you have a lot of free time. Yeah, when you have time or if you have a Monday off. Reserve your breakdowns for when you have time to have your breakdowns. A Sunday isn't a good time for it. Mm-mm. I don't know. I feel like Sunday you have ample time for the breakdowns. No. And see, then church is on so you can like pull yourself back together. Mm-mm. I can't do it because I'm already preparing myself for the fuckery that is Monday. Mm-hmm. And I can't get prepared for catering to white people while also having a breakdown. That's the one thing I can say is like a perk perkity perk of the fact that I work from home because like days of the week don't mean as much to me like I don't have this dread of Mondays necessarily mm-hmm. um especially because I work later in the evening too yeah so you you got stripper hours not quite I think strippers work a little bit later <laughs> than I do but you are if I started at like 11 30 I would call that stripper hours, you're you're right? a b-string stripper hours b-string shit I can't be extra. well I guess the hours yeah right you're you're the you you leave right when future and his crew walk in and you know that'd probably be better for me because i'm like i don't need all this stress i just need my steady <laughs> come and drop off their money we can have our little conversations about how their week is going drop a few dollars i'm gonna collect my things and you know go home have a glass of wine maybe hook it up a bit and go to bed at a decent hour as opposed to being out there till four in the morning you know having a snort coke to keep myself awake and dude um, lucid. way to auntie up your fantasy stripper life now you know I'm older. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> I'm a little older. So just to loop all the way back to what this was supposed to be about. <laughs> Initially. <laughs> um, thank you for the For the Dick Challenge. It has been a blessing. I love seeing black women taking ownership of their sexuality. And of the dick. And of the dick. I love it. It makes me very happy because we've had to listen to dudes talk to us about box and ass and all kinds of shit for since the dawn of time. And then the For the Pussy Challenge is there too, but I'm like, most of y'all aren't going to do any of those things, so. Well, even besides that, isn't their whole life basically doing stuff for... Anyway, we're not going down that yeah, road today. Yeah, whole existence. Like, right. I remember some comedian I listened to years ago was saying that, you know, if they're 
If it weren't for women, they would just be like naked in the jungle grunting at each other. They wouldn't put any effort forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're your incentive for everything. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Thanks for the For the Dick Challenge. And we look forward to more submissions. Absolutely. Actually, Jess, you should do one. Can you freestyle? All right, that's it. Bye. Nope. reached the conclusion of this very fun episode wherein we did not stay on topic but this is this is how most of our conversations go I might start off asking you like hey do you like apples and next thing you know we're debating like quantum theory or some shit it's very weird that's like the Mandela thing from earlier how do we get on that topic you dm'd it to me ah yes with Chris Brown stupid I remember that's very creepy though it is creepy, but I don't think, I don't put a lot of stock into it because most of the things that they name. It was circumstantial, right? Well, a lot of them were always like that. I'm like, when they're saying, oh, it used to be sex in the city. I'm like, no, it didn't. People just said what they wanted to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, look up the Mandela effect. It's very interesting. If you believe in parallel universes and things, which I do, but I don't think that that's really good. It's exemplary of it. You know? Exactly. So bringing it back we'll bring it back yeah this is um the part of the show where i like to just give a little bit of advice so my advice for people who are engaged in social media just understand that all your faves are problematic nobody there are no absolutes Mm -hmm. nobody is going to be 100 percent good or 100 percent bad people will always let you down no one is ever going to be absolutely perfect in your eyes because everyone has their own experience and everyone is navigating life through their own lens and yeah like release your faves of the obligation to be perfect because it's not gonna happen enjoy them for what they give you and move on with your life stop putting that pressure on other people to be everything that you hope and dream for them to be like, I, I can't. And people put too much stock into what people they don't actually know think. Actually, they put too much stock in what people they do actually know think, but that's a topic for another day, too. But It is. When you say your favorite problematic, you mean as far as, like, when people speak on social no. issues or... Even think, I find myself, when I really start, like, reading about feminist issues or about the ways in which black people are oppressed or people of color are oppressed or whatever Mm -hmm. I start to feel like really bogged down by the world and it's like you can't enjoy shit like to be aware is to be outraged right and yeah I think that in order to get through life without being miserable and angry all the time you have to divorce yourself of some of your feelings about some things Like, whenever I'm really sad, I really, really, really like to watch Breakfast at Tiffany's. I don't know what it is about that movie. Oh, you told me that before, yeah. But yeah, it just makes me feel better. Maybe it's the costumes, because, you know, I'm very fashion-driven. But there is a character in there, Mickey Rooney plays a very stereotypical version of a Japanese man. And Mm -hmm. he has, like, these fake black teeth and mm-hmm. like the fake eyes and everything. The ridiculous accent. The ridiculous accent. And it's very it's kind of wimpy. Like yeah. yeah. And it's very problematic. But that is one of my favorite movies. And even if you just think about things that we enjoyed in the 90s, if you look at them through today's lens, so much is problematic. Like you wouldn't be able to enjoy anything. Right. The, 50s as a whole is, the whole movie is about two holes falling in love. <laughs> 
It is, but in the book, isn't he gay? Isn't Fred gay in the book? I read the book. I, I knew there was something different about the book. I think in the book is more blatant what um, How I Go Lightly does for a living. But mm. in, the, in the movie, it's like not something I even caught till I was like 31. I was like, oh. She <laughs> oh. Speaking of movies about hoes, um, one of my favorite movies growing up was Pretty Woman. Why was anyone letting me watch that as a child? Mm-hmm. How about um, Dirty Dancing, one of my favorite movies growing up? The whole movie is about... A back alley abortion. The entire movie. Shut up. Yes, I didn't realize that until I was 29. <laughs> I've never seen um, Dirty Dancing, and the white women in my office were outraged that I hadn't seen Dirty Dancing. It actually is really good. I think you probably enjoy it, but the thing is, so Dirty Dancing, the plot, loosely, which I didn't quite grasp. Like, you know you see something a thousand times, and then yep. one time I see it, I'm like, huh. Like, when I was a little kid, I didn't realize what had happened to the girl. But the reason that Patrick Swayze and curly-headed girl even started learning this dance, I don't know her name, started learning this dance together for this big performance, this other girl was performed, but she had something to go do. And she said, you know, oh, people have a bad opinion of me. She used to be a rockette or whatever. And I did know, um, she mentioned something about like, you know, she is a nice girl. She had, you know, some boyfriend, blah, blah. Basically, she was pregnant and she had to go handle things. But you, this whole, it's the 50s. It's set in the 50s. So she needs the night off, but she can't get the night off. And that's the only night she can go handle it. So the girl's like, oh, I'll step in for you. So they spend like weeks together to learn this elaborate dance. And then she comes back all messed up because the guy used like a, a hanger. hanger. Oh, fuck. And so the girl has to go get her father because her father's a doctor. And he finds out about, oh, these are the kind of people you hang around because the girl went to go get some abortion. So it became this whole big thing. And like, you know, you know, you're leaving your family's values, blah, blah. But I swear to you, I caught none of this until I saw it, like for the umpteenth time in my life. I was like, oh my God, the whole driving force of this movie was this girl getting a back alley abortion. And do you see what happens when you do not give women access to legal abortions? I mean, aha, aha. Fact, that's true. Aha. Um, so, just to circle back, that's my advice. Um, if you, I think that it's very important to be aware, but at some point you have to release the things that you enjoy of having to, this like moral obligation to you to be your end all be all. Like mm-hmm. there are no absolutes. So that's my advice for the week. All your faves are problematic. You're problematic. We're all problematic. It's fine. We're not perfect beings. Exactly. However... There is levels to this shit. Some things are just blatantly not problematic. They're just a problem that need to be eradicated. Right. But we're not going to go through that today. I think the, the gray area is finding where it's okay to let things go. Where it's like, no, we might want to yeah. hold on to that. Delve yeah. into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like problematic. Hey, how we had to let things go about the rapey ass songs we were talking about earlier. Right. <laughs> enjoyable songs. I love Pimp C, but I fucked around and was listening to some song one day and was like, wait. His name is Pimp C. Right? So, all your faves are problematic. And that concludes our show. I want to thank my special guest co-host, Reve. Tell the people where they can find you, Reve. You can find me on social media at Bougie Badass. That's B-O-U-G-I-E-B-A-D-A-Z-Z. Like Boosie, you know. Um, Also, I have a second account for... uh, my music festival site it's the festival lisa t-h-e-f-e-s-t-i-l-i-s-t-a can i spell i want you to know how to spell given that you're a writer for bossip well you know i don't know how to spell out loud i normally spell what i'm writing fair 
You know, this is spelling bee. I probably didn't spell it right, but you can festival Easter. Figure it out. Uh, you better yell at my listeners, you <laughs> psycho. And as per usual, you guys can find me at the website, notcarriebradshaw.com and on Instagram and Facebook at notcarriebradshaw. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Subscribe, comment, drop us an email, ncbpodcast at that. gmail.com. All of that. All of that. All of that. Oh. Yeah, with the A-W-L, all. No, that's too much of a New York accent. I'm going to say how I say it. Fine. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.